Welcome to the Steelers by the Lake podcast. My name is James, joined once again on this Victory Monday by my co-host, Cody. Cody, how are you doing today? I am doing fantastic. We won. Uh, it should have been a blowout, in my opinion, and it wasn't. That's a little frustrating, but you know what? A dub's a dub at the end of the day. I wish we would have done what the Dallas Cowboys did last night and put 33 up in the fourth unanswered because that was ridiculous. Um, I don't know if you saw that. Did you see that, James? I, I saw that it happened. I didn't see any <laughs> highlights or anything. I didn't see any highlights either. I saw the stat line. I was like, oof. Uh, it's never a good thing when your team comes down in victory formation when you're down like <laughs> 30 points. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, always a bad sign. Yeah, but we won. And just a little bit of housekeeping before we get too far into the show. Uh, Cody started a new job, and because of it, our schedule is a little bit more clear than it was in the past. So we're going to try our best to get you guys Monday and Friday shows every week, as long as the Steelers are still going on here. So if they get into the playoffs, we're going to try to do it then as well. Um, the only exception being there's a Friday we may not record due to uh, – uh, Contusion to Cody's birth certificate. <laughs> exactly. The big dirty 30, <laughs> baby. The big dirty 30. Um, December 16th. So coming up here in two short weeks, a little under two weeks, uh, we more than likely will not be recording. But there's a chance we still do. Uh, my plans are not solidified yet, so we will wait and see what's happening there. Um, well, we'll let you know beforehand whether we end up going to do like a Thursday show instead or a Saturday show instead or something. We'll make sure we get something out to you guys, but just trying to get a little more regular so it's a little more predictable for you folks. Uh, as it's getting a little more exciting in this season, man. Uh, Pittsburgh won three of the last four now since the, the break, since they had the bye week. Um, in that stretch, Kenny Pickett has what zero interceptions and he broke uh, the two record. Touchdown passes. He, he and... broke the record for most uh, either pass attempts or completions. I can't remember which one uh, by a Steelers rookie quarterback without interception. That's fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, everyone would love to see a few more touchdown passes, but I think those aren't all his fault. So. Yeah, that fun fact um, brought to you by my good friend Dylan Sunny. Dylan Sunny was messaging me today about the Steelers yay. and talking about stuff. Good Thanks, good Dylan. friend of the podcast. He loves to listen to all the episodes. So big shout out to him. Appreciate you very much, Dylan. Absolutely. Um, with that being said, we I want to say something a little bit. James and I didn't talk about this yet, but I want to mention it. You guys, please, please, please. We failed in this aspect. Um, I'm going to do a really good job, hopefully moving forward, of like sharing our YouTube video. We want our YouTube to grow. We want our YouTube to uh, get bigger and better. The more that we do on YouTube the and, and, and everywhere, in all honesty, uh, the more that we can invest back into the show. We're going to give a hard push this offseason into to making this show something that um, is not only enjoyable for us, because we do enjoy doing this, uh, but it's also work. It's work editing the videos and putting the stuff out and, and wanting to make it more and better. So we're going to do our best to try and do that this offseason. And YouTube is one of those areas that we're, we want to see some growth in. So if you guys can uh, subscribe on YouTube, it is free. You just have to have an account on YouTube and then you hit the subscribe button. You'll get alerted every single time if you hit the bell, if it's not already automatically lit up. Every time that our video goes live, you can choose to watch us rather than listen to us. Unless you don't want to see our faces. We get that. It's okay. Um, uh, I'm going to question your judgment if you don't want to see our beautiful faces. That's true. Uh, I wasn't going to go there, but anyways. So again, share, share the YouTube, share the video. Um, we appreciate all the support from you guys. And again, thank you so, so, so very much. With that being said, let's talk Steelers football before the game specifically. Uh, DeMarvin, Leal, go, man. DeMarvin Leal was activated off the IR. 
and then they immediately put a killer witherspoon on it um kind of expected it he's been out so in the past two two and a half weeks with a hamstring injury uh just kind of makes sense to free up that roster space if he's going to be nursing that injury uh so expect him to potentially what is it 21 no he can be on the ir for uh, as long four weeks is the minimum once you go on so yeah. uh that puts him as basically done for the year he could possibly come back for the game against the browns uh i really don't expect it personally because it sounds like william jackson the third's close to coming back yeah uh so look for that this week if we see him start the practice <clears throat> window uh we might see him come back soon and then that might possibly kind of put a <laughs> a little fork in a kilo Witherspoon for the season anyway. Uh, as Pittsburgh really needs to get to know, uh, is William Jackson the third worth bringing back at the, the cost that he's going to be next year? He's somewhere around $12 million against the cap next year. Uh, so we need to see a little bit of sample size, uh, kind of like what we did with a kilo Witherspoon at the end of the year last year. Unfortunately, that didn't translate real well into this year, but we got to get him on the field to see what we really have here. Uh, yeah. So exciting to have the Marvin Leal back in the fold, though. Yeah. So real quick, inactives before the game happened. You had Mason Rudolph, no surprise. Josh Jackson, no surprise. Uh, Kendrick Green, no surprise. Isaiah Loudermilk, big sad. And then also Mark Robinson, a guy we are still waiting so impatiently to see play some football. Uh, but again, I think Pittsburgh could be stowing him away, hoping that no one else realizes the the stud that he is. Um, so we'll wait and see when Mark Robinson gets his NFL debut. I think it's a smart move, honestly. Just if you don't need to play him, don't play him. And and then the next time he gets a chance to play, he'll be in a preseason game against guys closer to his current perceived skill level. And then if he can shine against like second string guys, because this year in the preseason, he pretty much got to go against third stringers. Uh, so it's not great competition. If you throw him in there against starting offensive players, he might not do so well. Yeah. Uh, let's see him in, in the preseason next year against some second string and maybe a little bit of first string uh, before we start throwing him out there against first stringers every single play. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but that's it for the inactivity or for the inactives before the game. Uh, let's talk Steelers football. Steelers at Atlanta this past week. Um Let's go right off the bat like we normally do. Well, most of the time do. Kenny Pickett. Kenny! Let's talk about Kenny, man. Cool, calm, and collected. That's what I call my Kenny. Uh, dude's having another nice game. A couple bad throws here and there. Uh, but I would say probably a little bit more let down by his receivers uh, more frequently receivers? than it was him throwing bad. Well, Steven Sims, too, man. He That's has two fair. absolutely awful plays. That's fair. Uh, so... Yeah, I mean, as as much as the worst part about this is one of my keys to success was will wide receiver number three stand up, and uh, what wide receiver number three did was fall down. Wide <laughs> but receiver the extra number- tight ends, on the other hand, the tight ends stepped up, so that, it's kind of like that. That's very true. They did. I feel like we found our wide receiver number three, and it's uh, and it's not yeah, Pat Frymuth. Pat. No, it's not Pat's. <laughs> no, Pat's Pat's tight end number one, and forever will be. Uh, but yeah, wide receiver no, number no. three very might as well be Connor Hayward, but we'll get to that later. Yeah. <laughs> um, but again, I, I think the, the, the thing that I loved about Kenny Pickett and the, to a degree, the offensive play calling, I said it in one of my keys to success time of possession. And we destroyed them yes. in time of mm-hmm. possession. You know, our drive, I wish that I don't have the stat line on here, uh, unfortunately, but I think that, oh, team comparison, I bet you it's here. Um, 
but they they did a phenomenal job of holding the ball time of possession okay we didn't destroy them as bad as i thought uh almost 33 <laughs> minutes to 27 so six minute difference but that's six minutes that that's an entire that's a drive pittsburgh leads the league in that is, yeah. drives that last over 10 plays not that that's a great thing but when we don't put up points but no, but looking at the third down conversions, Pittsburgh was six to twelve, and the Falcons were three to ten. So that shows a, a good amount of sustained drives. Twenty-two first downs on the day is nice, uh, and it was just a good balanced attack. You know, it seemed like uh, Kenny knew exactly where to throw the ball on plays. Uh, you even saw him as a lead blocker on one play. You saw him scrambling and and on plays where it looked like there was nothing to get, he'd run out and get four or five yards with his yep. legs. Uh, just just an excellent performance. And the touchdown pass to Connor Hayward was a perfect strike, man. I mean, let's right be real. He probably could have lowered it a little bit. <laughs> there was nobody <laughs> there, but it was a great ball. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Connor Hayward was full extension, and that was a great job by him. I'm I'm wildly impressed with that catch. Um, some some wide receivers can't do that that well in the NFL. Um, and he yeah. did that. He made that play look super easy. And the the awareness to put his um, you know, to fall down to his knee before sliding out of bounds to make sure did I have two feet in? Doesn't matter because I got my knee down. Um, yep. that was a great job on his part. You know, he probably doesn't think about Tony two tapping too often, but he made it work. <laughs> so we'll take it. He had some catches at Michigan state, man, some ridiculous stuff. Uh, and that's what he just kind of evolved into because Kenneth Walker really broke out his senior year. And now all of a sudden there's Connor Hayward, not getting the rock anywhere near as much. So he just, he evolved and he became a, a tremendous receiving option for Michigan state. Uh, and that's something that Pittsburgh needs dearly right now because you're not getting it minus Pat, Deontay, and, and George Pickens. Uh, we're really struggling to get another good receiving option on the field. Uh, and very often you run four or five guys out there in the routes, uh, and we just need that that other person to, to be somebody who can actually make something happen. Uh, so now you look at Connor Hayward's rookie season so far, and he has one of the longest plays from scrimmage on a catch earlier in the season where he went for like 43 or 45 yards or something awesome like that. Yep. And now this, this very nice touchdown catch right over the middle of the field. And again, attacking the area of the field that we weren't attacking at the beginning of the year. Uh, when no, it was everything was outside. Everything yeah, was outside. Everything was outside. E- even you go. In the now first, you're attacking the middle and you're scoring. Even in the, and I know you said when Mitch Trubisky was quarterback, I, I think that's been the evolving play calling. Even when Kenny first started, we weren't attacking the middle of the field. But I think whether it was Canada himself or somebody else being like, hey, we got to move the ball down the middle of the field. We're just attacking the sidelines. These teams know it. Um, That that evolution of our offense has been phenomenal. And Kenny is orchestrating it very, very, very well. Um, So I I would say a little bit of that is... Some of that's probably Kenny's confidence, too. As he gets more confident, he's better at reading a defense, and he knows where those holes are going to be and those little crevices where he can squeeze a football to complete a pass uh, over the middle of the field. He's not that's just a terrifying thing for a quarterback throwing it over the middle of the field. There's so many things that can go wrong. A defensive lineman, get a hand up a linebacker, get a hand up a safety, come in and clean up your receiver and the ball pops up. There's so many scenarios that can go wrong that these quarterbacks just kind of get, they, they get in their own heads and they get scared of it. Uh, So it's nice seeing him being aggressive and going after it. Uh, do you want to go to the running game next, Cody? I do. Najee Harris leading the team with 86 yards with a 5.1 average. 
Um, ran hard all game long. I texted you early in the game and I was like, Najee's running. Uh, yeah. you, you know, oblique injury, my booty cheeks. He was going 17 carries again, 86 yards rushing. 14 was as long. No touchdown for him on this game. Uh, but Najee Harris was moving grown men like they were children. The stiff arm that he, that I saw one comment, one guy commented and was like, why was Najee so mad that he basically dribbled a man? Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was great. So Najee was running hard. Benny Snell came in and averaged four yards a carry uh, on six carries for 24. Steven Sims rushed for 19 yards on three carries. One of those was a lead block, I think, but that was the lead block by Kenny. Um, Kenny ran seven times for 14 yards. That was, again, you don't want to see that, but when he didn't have any other options, he took off and got some yards. Jalen Warren, one for five yards, which is fine by me. Derek Watt, one for four on that third down conversion early in the game. We take that. that and I was very still, impressed by that play. Still perfect on the year. Derek Watt, five for five in getting first downs. That was a great play call, in my opinion. Uh, that was arguably was. one of the best play calls I've seen all year, and we got four yards out of it. So I love how he runs behind his pads, man. When he lowers his shoulders, he looks like Mike Allstott running the ball, Ooh, man. Just Tampa Bay Buccaneers throwback. Yeah. The, the yeah. bowling ball. No, the, yeah, the bowling ball was what they called him, right? Or was it the wrecking ball? I don't remember. Allstott, wasn't he like the A-train? He was the A-train. But they, they always talked about him like a bowling ball or a wrecking ball. I think it was a bowling ball. Because he was just built like one. I know. <laughs> there, Pretty much. There's no skinny part to attach, attack, man. Like very it's similar to Peyton dope. Hillis, except Peyton Hillis's career was just much shorter. Um, yeah, like one year. Yeah. And then he made the Madden curse cover. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so, yeah, the running game didn't pop off, in my opinion. We still got roughly 150 yards rushing, 146 yards rushing, I think. Um, but the plays that we ran the ball seemed to be successful, which was what you need. Um, and it, it led to a fairly balanced offense, which in the end, we got the win. So, Yeah, I, I'm really happy with the rushing game from this this particular game. Uh, I just feel like at the beginning of the year, they were struggling to get 50 or 60 yards in an entire game. Uh, and now the offensive line is just doing a great job of gelling together uh, and really moving some bodies, creating some holes uh, and making it happen. And when, when it doesn't happen, uh, you're seeing the running backs make it happen, you know, making people miss behind the line of scrimmage, stiff arming their face into the dirt like that was the best stiff arm we've seen since Vance McDonald. Like that That's was fair. an incredible. Uh, stiff well, arm. Uh, Najee had one last year, but this one trumped that by a mile. Yeah. Najee yeah. had an angry one last year, but I don't think it trumped the Vance McDonald one. Um, the only thing we were missing was Connor Hayward on the sideline pointing the finger. Uh, <laughs> nothing, nothing beats that reaction. Uh, you want to know one thing real quick while we're on the topic. Well, we're going to switch topics yes. over here to, to receivers. Um, and I want to talk about it. We already talked about it. Connor Hayward on the receiving touchdown. Uh, Cam Hayward, obviously the brother, their late father. Uh, I don't remember his name. Um, the nickname. Ironhead. 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 Yes. Um, played played for Atlanta, uh, and they went and visited his grave yesterday morning. And I'm very sad because James, I even texted you. I was like, I can't wait to see Cam Hayward's reaction to his brother's first NFL touchdown. And they didn't show yeah. him. And Cam Hayward spoke about it later on. He's like, I'm happy there wasn't a camera on me because I was a wreck. And I was like, I want to <laughs> see it. I want to see the emotion. Yeah, yeah. that's that's just a, a camera crew and a production crew not understanding. Anything, like, anything. If, 
if if I'm any part of that crew, I'm like someone. I would be screaming, "Someone get the camera on Cam! We need Cam's reaction to his brother scoring his first touchdown." And then it turns out, I don't know if you saw this or not, but Alex Kazora, Steelers Depot, put together a post showing the first ever touchdown by Craig Ironhead Hayward, Cam and, and Connor's father. Yeah. Was it like Almost eerily identical. similar? Oh, no. Almost identical. It was a pass. It was the right hash into the end zone. Pretty similar in yards. Very, very similar play. That's crazy. Just really, really neat. Really neat. That and I crazy. think that probably factored into it for Cam. Watching oh. it and probably knowing he, he, his dad's he knew. history. Yeah. 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 I'm betting he knew his dad's history well enough to be like, oh my God, that was the same play. Yeah. I will say this. I will say this. Another fun fact yeah. about this game, uh, and spoiler alert for when we talk defensive side of the ball, Cam Hayward with a sack on the game, uh, yep. and Connor Hayward with a receiving touchdown. First time in the NFL history that a brother, two set, or a set of brothers got a sack and a touchdown in the same game on, for the same team. With that being said, because I believe Tiki and Rondé might have both scored touchdowns or something. Um, but they were on different teams, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They never were on the same yeah, team. Tiki was the running back for the giants. Rondé, the cornerback for the Buccaneers. Um, but I'll tell you what, next week we got TJ Watt and Derek Watt. Can we go <laughs> yeah, two <man>. for two? <laughs> <laughs> that would be crazy. If the first time it ever happened was the Steelers. And then the next week it happens and it's also the Steelers and it's different guys. <laughs> I would love that. Um, so that's my, and that's the my next week they'll call, they'll call Trey Edmonds up from the practice squad. He's on the <laughs> practice squad. I don't even know that. Then, no, no, he's not. A, I didn't I think wish. so. I didn't think so. <laughs> and then, I mean, Terrell's got one sack on the year. Why not another one? <laughs> True. Um, but with that being said, uh, that, that's going to be one of my keys to success for next week is get Derek in the end zone and TJ needs a sack. <laughs> that's my, one of my keys. Um, I like it. But yeah, so the receivers and the tight end specifically, I mean, Pat Frymuth led the league or led the team in receiving yards on three catches for 76 yards. The man was a tank, 57 yards. The one catch and run uh, stumbling down inside the 10 was a phenomenal. He should have been incredible. He almost fell like once or twice. Uh, Pat Frymuth is a beast, and I love that he's on our team. Deontay Johnson, five receptions for 60 yards. How that's great stat line. That's honestly a great stat line. That's a lot. That's 12 yards per catch. But <laughs> When you're targeted 11 times mm. and you didn't even catch half of them, it's not a good look, especially when someone who's been outperforming you, in my opinion, all year long was only targeted two times for two yards. George Pickens. You know what? Maybe my first key to success was actually true. Maybe it did happen. The number three wide receiver did stand up. And, and it's his name is Deontay, Deontay Johnson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because number one is Pickens. Number two is Fryermuth, And number three is Deontay. Because that's where he is right now. I just, yeah, as, as much as I was incredibly impressed by Pat Fryermuth, I love the way this dude fights for extra yards. Every single catch, he's always fighting for extra yards. Even in that 57-yard play was just the epitome of who he is as a player. Even the, the way he the, never gives up. Even the one first down play he got, he got wrecked from two different angles by two guys and held onto the ball. Like, yeah, that's just who just, he is. He's it's, like the prototypical Steelers tight end. He's just, and mean. I can't wait. 
Yeah, I can't wait till he has a couple more years in the weight room and he starts to become like a devastating blocker too. Because when you get him on the move and he's out there in front of guys on like a screenplay, he is he's devastating. But when he's in line, he's a little more like it's a watch. Yeah, sometimes he, he let up. He let does. up the one play that happened where uh, we tried to head. We tried to go deep downfield and and Kenny got hit. That was Pat blocking on that play. Um, yeah. unfortunately, but again, moving down the line. Connor Hayward, one catch for 17 yards and a touchdown. We take it. Jalen Warren, two catches for 14 yards. Benny Snell got involved with a catch for 11. Zach Gentry, one for eight. Najee, one for six. Derek, one for three. And Pickens, one for two. Uh, Steven Sims had two targets, two drops. Unfortunately, the one was very, very close. Very, very close. Yeah, and the um, second one he caught, he just went out of bounds first. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, just a, a lapse, unfortunately. And the first one, very, very difficult. So uh, you can't really be too mad at him. The second one, you got to be aware of where you're at. Yeah. Um, the only receiver that had a worse game than him, I thought, was Deontay. And, again, multiple drops. Um, fumbled the ball in a crucial situation. We got lucky, and they called it incomplete. Yeah, uh, but it really looked like a fumble to me in live time. Uh, when they broke it down frame by frame, you could say, "Okay, I can see how someone can rationalize this as an incomplete pass." Uh, but boy, I felt he was bailed out by the refs on that one. And that was the play um, that George Pickens got ticked on. Yeah, rightfully yeah. so. Throw me the uh, the what ball? Yeah, don't say it. Rickin. <laughs> for Rickin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and you can't blame him because he's the guy that's always fighting and getting extra yards and making those clutch plays. And he just wasn't targeted in this game. And I don't know if he was double teamed on a regular basis or if it was just being forced to Deontay too much. I just felt like uh, it was sometimes. Forced. Yeah, sometimes that's the situation when one guy feels like he's not getting the ball enough. You just start forcing it to him in the game plan a little bit. Uh, in, in in previous years, that would have been a good thing to force it to Deontay and, and just let him make plays afterwards. Uh, but that just doesn't seem like it's in his wheelhouse this year. So, yeah, very frustrating. Yep. But, yeah. Extremely, extremely happy with the performance from the tight end group. Uh, and we just got to get more out of the wide receivers. And I don't, I don't blame George Pickens. No, not at he all. He didn't get the opportunities in this game. And he should have. He yeah. should have. Uh, defensive side of the – well, offensive line. Yeah, let's should, talk about these boys because this might have been one of the best games all year. It might have been, and Dan Moore needs to still stop false starting and holding <laughs> and everything else that he's doing. Did you, there was a stat early in the game. They said there were 15 penalties on the offensive line, and, and Dan Moore had nine of them. And then like the next play was a false start, so he now had 10 on the season out of the 16. And I'm just like, oh, my Lord, man. But other than that, I felt like Dan had a good game. I felt like the entire offensive line had a pretty good game. Uh, we even saw Trent Scott as a sixth offensive lineman in this game, and he was blowing people off the ball. Granted, he was probably going against the linebackers. It's a pretty yeah. big advantage. Uh, but nonetheless, I like to see the fight in the fire. Uh, there was one play where they had a middle linebacker blitz, either a twist or a delayed blitz or something, and the guy came right down James Daniels' hole, right? James Daniels somehow got in front of it. Somehow got in front of him, moved his feet in an incredible fashion to do so, completely stymied him. The guy spun off and tried to go, and he got in front of him again. Just absolutely flawless execution by James Daniels on the play. Uh, just picture perfect. This is the kind of play that you see this in the 
offensive line coach points at it and says, I want all of you to do what he just did. Like that is incredible. The kind of development that's happening with this offensive line. And we saw it with the run game. It started as immediately after the bye week and we said, okay, there's a chance that this is coaching when it happens this drastically. And then it stays working this effectively. There's a chance that this is just good coaching. And and there was a, there was a older offensive lineman retired. I believe at this point for the Steelers that came out this past week and said, give them time. It might've been pouncy if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, uh, I think Pouncey, because he was on the, the Ben Roethlisberger podcast. Yeah, yes. And he said, give the give them time to play together. Like, give them time. Yeah. And, and you know what? We we talked about it before. The uh, the the bye week was a great opportunity to to switch things up. And I think they have improved since then. I think everyone can admit yeah. that. Um, and they haven't been playing pushover teams defensive line-wise or defensive front, um, in my opinion. They're playing no. still very good teams, very good no. Players. Brady Jarrett's one of the best defensive linemen in the NFL. Yeah, and we didn't allow a sack in this entire game, so I'll take that. That's fantastic. That's why I say that I think this might have been their best game of the season. Uh, I'm just real happy about the performance. No sacks, sure. and Najee averaged five yards a carry? And 150 yards rushing on the group? Take for, it. for the same offense that was struggling to get 60 or 70 yards at the beginning of the year. So I, I, yeah, I give I'm, this to I both. I give it to both the offensive line and the play calling. I'll give it to both. Yeah, I'll give it, I'll give you it have to. Um, but this defensive front on the other side, I'd like to see more pressure from in the past game. We yes. only had one sack. It came from Cam Hayward. Um, and he almost had two. He almost had two. Very close to having two. The yeah. one thing that I want to talk about specifically, and then I'll let you talk about anything on the on the defensive front you want to. Um, the only thing I want to talk about is obviously the Connor, the Cameron Hayward sack, which was great. Larry Ogunjobi yeah. blew up a run play. <laughs> yeah. My gosh. Yeah. Yeah, that poor center. He's got a family. He's I got lo- a family, Larry. I looked Larry. at that, and I was like, Montrevious <laughs> Adams did it again. I was like, that's not Montrevious Adams. <laughs> no, that's Larry no. Ogunjobi. Those arms are too big to be Montrevious. <laughs> that was Larry did that. Yeah, just got into that poor center's chest and drove him all the way home. <laughs> just uh, an excellent play It was like, it was like the backward Larry. blindside. It was like the, yeah. that scene from the blindside where freaking, what's his, oh, I can't remember his name now. It's been so long. Oh, jeez. Mike, um, oh, duh. Michael. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> he played for the Ravens. That's all I remember. Yeah, yeah. Michael something. Dang. Anyways, uh, yeah, let's, let's not stress about that right now. We'll get, it, we'll <laughs> get to that later. It. I'm gonna think of it right after the show ends too. I know. Um. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, just just driving them back like that. It looks like the Google machine's gonna help us out here. Uh, <laughs> Michael Orr, Michael Orr, Michael Orr. There it is. Oh, O H E R. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so very, very similar in how he got into his pads and drove him back like that. Uh, we need some consistency out of this defensive line. I feel like uh, you had that play. You had a few plays where Cam Hayward had some real nice pressure on the quarterback and got a sack, and he had some some run stops that were real nice. Uh, and then there were. Big gaps where the defensive line just looked like they weren't even on the field, especially in that third quarter when the rushing attack was really effective for the Falcons. Um, The defensive line in, uh, I'm going to say at the middle linebacker room, somebody's got to step up. Like these middle linebackers are not stopping the run in any way, and they're not getting interceptions and it's making me think more and more that this is a position that they really need to consider addressing highly in the offseason again. Middle linebackers 
historically have led the league in uh, tackles. And and most yes. middle linebackers lead their respective teams in tackles. Most, most of the time. Yeah. Occasionally a strong safety will step up in there. Um, occasionally. Yeah, like, Minka did like the one year. Minka did the one year. Um, you <laughs> had a free safety for crying out loud. Yeah, you had your combined middle linebacker tackles in this game was mm-hmm. 15, which isn't bad, but that's three guys. Uh, yeah. Technically four, if you want to include Marcus Allen. I don't think he played any middle linebacker in this game, but, um, you know, Devin Bush only had three. He's a starter. Miles Jack yeah. had six, but two of those were by himself. Four of those were assisted tackles. And then mm-hmm. Robert Spillane only had one. Um, I'd like to see more out of these guys. Yeah. Yeah, and and it, you got to wonder if this is a little bit of, you know, Miles Jack has been showing up on the injury report me the last few weeks and being limited in practice or not participating early and then by the end of the week he practices in full so you got to wonder if some of it for him at least is due to a knee that's just lingering that probably needs a cleanup surgery but they know if they do it then he's going to be down at least two or three weeks and they can't really afford that yeah Uh, so i feel like miles is probably just kind of playing through an injury right now so i'm not really 100 percent mad at him uh, but yeah, Devin Bush and, and Robert Spillane, uh, we got to start seeing something, guys. We got to get something. Both of you are free agents and you're unrestricted at the end of the year. And if you don't do something, Pittsburgh is going to let both of you walk. <laughs> you're not wrong. So, yeah. So uh, I want to see more from that room. Uh, it was a quiet day for the outside linebackers as well. You know, TJ apparently is playing pretty banged up right now. Uh, so I'll be happy to see when he is fully healthy again. Alex Highsmith, uh, a quiet day, just one tackle. Uh, and then Malik Reed, a quiet day as well. I think his best play was when he drew a, a holding penalty on a play that would have been a touchdown and ended up getting called back because he was held. Uh, so just a quiet day for the linebacker room in general, uh, outside and inside. Uh, and if Pittsburgh's going to continue with a, a winning streak here, Gonna need a little bit louder performance from these guys. Yeah. Um, with that being said, uh, let's look. I don't have anything else to say about the outside linebackers. Just to be clear, um, no. The secondary wise, I wasn't impressed. They, I felt like they played fairly good early in the game. The first half was very good for our secondary. Cam Sutton was breaking up some plays. Yeah, a couple um, breakups. Yeah, being in the right position at the right time, all that stuff happened. Uh, One pass breakup, or yeah, excuse me, the one pass breakup by Cam Sutton was very good. And then after that, the second half, we just kept getting, not not torched, but just, you know, Marcus Mariota was finding holes left and right. It felt like they were playing like soft off coverage, just trying not to give up the big play. And because of it, they were getting paper cuts. Yep. Left and right, you know, death by paper cut. Uh, instead of the big slash to the jugular. So uh, it, it's tough. And you feel like that is a little bit just probably the defensive coach is understanding that the talent level of our corners is not elite. Yep. And if you ask them to do too much, they're probably going to get burned. Uh, but as much as it's frustrating to not see like a bunch of big plays coming out of the corner room, boy, is it nice to see the game on the line you got the first play of a drive that could be the one 
And here it is. Minka picks it off. And not only did he read it like a book and pick it off, he had the common sense, the brains, the intelligence, and the personal sacrifice because he could have easily taken that in for a touchdown. And it makes his numbers look better and his career numbers better and maybe a better chance for a Pro Bowl appearance or a Hall of Fame at the end of his career or whatever. But he did the right thing. He went out of bounds. And because of it, all Pittsburgh had to do is kneel the ball one time and the game game was over. Yep. There's a chance. If you score that touchdown, you know, you know, get that extra point, you're up by 10. What if they get like a some fluke play and score and there's time, they get an onside kick, they could tie the game. James, guess what? Yeah. We're yeah. not the Browns. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Browns move, Mr. Nick Chubb. Uh, last yeah, year right. running in the end zone for a touchdown, wound up losing the game. Um, <laughs> yeah. Luckily, Minka, very, very smart player. Uh, and, you know, last podcast, we told you about how he was leading in the votes for free safety. This is only going to help him. Now he's got four picks on the year. Uh, going into this game, also, Alex Highsmith led the entire uh, NFL in forced fumbles. It was him uh, and Kobe Bryant both had four forced fumbles, uh, with Alex Highsmith having the most of any pass rusher in the entire NFL. So we, take uh, we got some guys putting together some incredible years right now. And, and like we talked about before, I don't think Pittsburgh's going to get seven or eight dudes in the Pro Bowl, but they're going to get a few of them in there, and they're going to be well-deserved. Three or four. Three or four max, my guess. Yeah. I'd say five max. I'll, I'll leave it at five. I'll um, tell you what, if one guy were to remain on the team the rest of the year and continue playing the way he's playing, he'd be a candidate for it as well. And I'm switching to the kicking game and one Mr. Matthew Wright. Matthew Wright, four for four on field goals. I wish we wouldn't kick that many in a game. Uh, and, <laughs> and one for one on extra points. We all wish there were more touchdowns instead of that many field goals. But the dude is like a mini boss all of a sudden. After having a first game that was struggling, only two for four, he has not missed a kick since. Uh, and honestly, hats off. You really helped us in that stretch, Matthew Wright. We appreciate it. Yep. Maybe they'll bring you to camp next year to compete with Boz, but uh, if someone else is doesn't, is healthy. If yeah. someone else doesn't, let's be real. If it's not Nick Skiba again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, the rumor is Boz is healthy and ready to go uh, and that they'll be activating him from the injured reserve this week. Uh, and then that will put Matthew Wright most likely being released. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, Presley Harvin, yeah, awesome job. Presley Harvin, two punts, one inside the twenty, and one that bounced perfectly at the two yard line. I think it was down to like the two and a half, uh, and that was a big, big moment. James wants to talk about this one. Let's go. Incredible punt. Uh, as much as we talked about his struggles at the beginning of the year, uh, Presley Harvin had an awesome game, uh, and that punt literally—it was like he put the nail in the coffin, and Minka was the one that drove it home. You know what I'm saying? I think you're missing something. An incredible, incredible punt. It was. It was a phenomenal punt, but you're missing who downed it. (laughs) Who was it? Who downed it? Miles Boykin. Oh, of course. His first game back, Miles Boykin. When we watched what happened when Cody White tried to do it and kind of kicked it in the end. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Miles shows you why he's the Pro Bowl candidate for the Steelers as a special teamer. Uh, and that's, and that's why that I said five. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, so yeah. And then Steven Sims, no kick returns on the day. He was very frustrated with that. You could tell, 
Um, and then two punt returns for a solid one yard. So an average of a half yard per return. Nothing crazy wow. going on there. Not exactly his fault. He didn't have much blocking on the two punt returns, <laughs> no. unfortunately. Um, no. I wish Pittsburgh would get better at that, but they're just not good at it. But yeah, in the end, it was a win for Pittsburgh. Um, and Pittsburgh took it home. With that being said, Pittsburgh also has only five games left on the year. If we win out, we're 10 and 7. Debatably control our own future. The fact that we played the Ravens twice helps, uh, the, as well as the and Browns. And the Browns once more, too. Correct. So we have three more divisional games. We can't, I don't think we can guarantee, I don't think if we win out, we're guaranteed in. Um, but no, I, I think, think so. I think we have a good chance of it if we win out. But again, the Ravens twice. Lamar Jackson's currently out with an injury. So that's huge. Uh, the yeah, Panthers knee. You never know. That could take a while. Yeah. The Panthers did just release Baker Mayfield. So we don't have to worry about him next in two weeks. Congratulations, San Francisco 49ers on your new starting quarterback, Baker Mayfield. You think that's going to happen? Give it 24 hours. He will be well, in San Fran with, with Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo G's going done. down. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I, that's fair. all they got left is Brock Purdy. He was Mr. Irrelevant this last year's draft. Watch man. them not even sign Baker. What? I'm going to laugh so hard. They got to bring somebody in. It's going to be Baker. Uh, the Raiders, we play uh, Christmas or Eve duck. or duck. And then the Browns <laughs> to end the season. So again, five games left. Let's hope Pittsburgh can win out. At least go over 500 for Mike Tomlin's sake. That's a great accomplishment. If he can manage to pull that off again. Um, but yeah. Uh, injuries. We talked about TJ. TJ's bruised up and beat, uh, and bruised and battered, as Mike Tomlin would say. And then the rest <laughs> of the guys are just normal bumps and bruises. So associated with play, yeah. So you saw, um, Chikoma Korafor missed a couple of plays, came back in. Levi Wallace missed a couple of plays, came back in. Everybody seemed to be able to play through their injuries. Uh, real quick before we close out the show, don't forget we're gonna have another one coming for you on Friday. We're going to be regular with this. We, we're going to do our best Monday, Friday, every single week that we can. And if we can't record on those days, we're going to let you know. So don't miss a show. Make sure you subscribe on all the options. Cody, get us out of here. Friday, 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 Friday. All right. Thank you guys so much for following, for liking all the things. Make sure to like and follow on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Subscribe and ring the bell. It's free. And until next time, this is your host, James Cody, signing off. Peace.